Yeah, sure. It's think again, my friend. Tom, do you want to do the theme? I would. I love. I would. I want nothing more. <laughs> Please do the theme, Tom. I don't know if I could hear that. There was still some of that high-pitched feedback um, that we were talking about earlier. And that, so that was could, just could a... Could you just do it again? Could you do it again, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> just one more time for Brandon. Can you do it again the exact same way? No. Okay. No, I can't. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm Mike Sugarbaker. Uh, will the panelists uh, please introduce themselves? And we, we, we fucked this up this time because I wanted to like go around the world to the West, but we accidentally mm. mixed up the relative positions of people in Chicago. So mm. um, let's, let's see if we got it this time. No one wants to go first. Where? Everybody is thinking. So I don't remember where I am and what direction you want. <laughs> Around the world, the west, starting where? Starting from my house and okay. going to the west and slightly south. Well, I don't know who, whether Kristen is west of you. I am. Okay. I am. I still, I, I still live on the west side. My name is Kristen McCurdy, and my favorite security question is let's do it again my least favorite security question usually has to do with cities because i never remember if i include the state or not all right let's so try if you're trying to, to hack my bank account <laughs> <laughs> let's try not to make this episode just a complete gold mine for identity thieves <laughs> you don't want my identity trust me Unless you're, like, logging in to pay my student loans. Like, there's there's just not a lot you're going to be able to do. All right. Continuing around the world until we get to Chicago. Who is easternmost in Chicago? I believe that's still me. Okay. Uh, I've moved since the last show. Oh. I'm now about four blocks west of where I used to be. But I'm still quite close to the lake. Uh, anyway, my name is Brendan Adkins, and uh, my titles include Count Palatine of the Rhine, Duke of Bavaria, Duke of Franconia, and Duke in Swabia. I did not know that. Yeah, little known fact. Oh. That, that only leaves one of us. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Hello, I'm Tom oh. Henderson. I am to the west of Brendan, but I will give no further details for security reasons. Yeah. The job that somebody has to do of determining all of our positions from just this information is... Uh... <laughs> There's a cork board with yarn between thumbtacks. Right. Our topic this week is security and theater, uh, which implies... Uh, Netflix and chill. No, it doesn't. But it, it's... Um, <laughs> I, I don't know how to summarize it. Why don't I summarize the episode after we've recorded it? That's probably a smarter Ooh. idea on the whole. Yeah. Good. Let's just leave some space here. Yes. Everybody be quiet for a second. Okay. Wow, that was exactly right, Mike. <laughs> I don't that's know why. Really, that's really perceptive. It's kind of eerie, honestly. 
We should also tell our listeners that we have switched on the uh, automatic captions on our uh, on our web conferencing software, and it is distractingly hilarious. <laughs> Sometimes it uh, it's it'll retcon itself. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like you'll be reading it, captioning along, and then it'll go back and be like, "Oh no, 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 uh, that was a different word. It's still spelling my name wrong, though." <laughs> All it's I saw was Brandon. A- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All I saw was that while we were talking about having uh, some silence where we could put, um, you know, my, my introductory remarks, and I just looked at the captions, and there was just the single word, whole. <laughs> and I don't know what anybody said that it thought. <laughs> okay, but, uh, that's I'm the glad summary. We have <laughs> the summary right here. That's the topic for the next episode of Think Again, my friend. What, automatic Whole's captioning? Or? No, just whole. Whole. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Mm. That's at least one great record. Um, <laughs> Brendan, why don't you start us off with a question? All right. Uh, this has nothing to do with theater. But there are two companies that make almost all of the residential door locks in the United States. Their mechanics are quite similar. Uh, you know, the basic toothed, single-sided key with a little groove in it. Uh, they both were... They arose from innovations in the early 20th century. They replaced the older model of mortise lock. Um, one uh, earned its market share because it was very easy to install the knit lock initially. You just had to drill two holes in the door. This is a big deal. Uh, the other one made it very easy to rekey its cylinders. Like you just pop the cylinder out, pop a new one in, great, you got a new lock. Uh, the latter one is Quickset, which is probably a brand name you've seen. Hmm. K-W-I-K-S-E-T. Right. Uh, the former one, which actually came first, was founded originally, uh, is spelled S-C-H-L-A-G-E. How do you pronounce it? Schlage. Okay, that's an attempt. I'm going to go with Schlage. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, uh, you're thinking of Schlage. <laughs> <laughs> All valiant and all wrong. I had to look this up because I kept talking to this to to Cat about this when we were moving because there are multiple there are a distracting number of different lock and key patterns in this building that we moved into. Uh, it's Schlage. Hmm. There is a video on their website saying, "Yeah, we've heard people pronounce our name a lot of different ways." <laughs> it's Schlage. Uh, for bonus points. Between Quickset and Schlage, which one was founded by an immigrant? Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to say Quickset. I'm with Quickset. I'm also going to say Quickset and assume that Schlage is like not like a last name or a real thing, and it's like a, a Hagen Das kind of thing, where oh, somebody okay. just decided. This sounds German and therefore like very official and like we know about how to keep doors shut. That would be such a cool uh, answer. But <laughs> the real answer is that they were both founded by German immigrants in the early 20th century. <laughs> uh, one by Walter Schlage and the other by Adolf Schoep. Hmm. Uh, they decided not to go to, with Adolf Lox for some reason. Well. Um, yeah, uh, Schoep immigrated... <laughs> in 1927 
and founded Quickset in 1946. He actually sold the company and made his money in uh, toilet seals. But uh, Schlag founded his company. <laughs> yeah, he was like just the mechanical engineer guy who was like, yeah, I got, a, I got a better idea. Screw that. Toilet seals are, of course, known as the third lock. <laughs> in a way. <laughs> you don't want them to unlock, that's for sure. Uh, Schlag focused on locks. He, he uh, died relatively young. He died in 1946. But um, according to Wikipedia, he was known as the Lock Wizard of Thuringia. Whoa. Which is a region in Germany. Uh, but, like, that's also the name of my next D&D campaign. Exactly. I hope should be clear. Exactly. Uh, Kristen, how, yeah. how about asking a, a question of the group? I'm happy to do it. Uh, so, my question is also about locks and lock picking. Um, and I don't have a lot of details on this story this was from like there's two toms now uh oh we have another clone situation <laughs> the other guy's fake okay <laughs> that's exactly what the fake tom would say yes he always lies and you always tell the truth right that's listeners you can't see this but there are now five people in this four person meeting two of them are named tom anderson and one of look them is exactly an also, like tom henderson and the other one is a new Mm. Mm. Well, and one of them is moving, and this the is other like a one real is Ghostbusters just... situation. I think. <laughs> there we go. Tom did the magic. Yeah, dance. get out! Get out! <laughs> Don't come back. Fake Dispelled Tom with the apparition. <laughs> All right, sorry, Kristen. Continue. All right, so. So I don't have a lot of detail on this story, including whether it's true or not. I found it on like funlockpickingfacts.com or something <laughs> of that uh, nature, but I liked it. So I thought I would share it and ask a question about it. Uh, a parrot in England picked a lock in November of 2014. The parrot then escaped from his cage and then Never the again car to be seen. Well, Sorry, and I'm... then the car in which he was being transported. What was the parrot's name? Was it A, <laughs> Airbud, B, Houdini, C, Magic, or D, Polly? I mean, stats, it's, it's Polly. But right. naming as destiny would suggest otherwise. Please let it be Airbud. That's my answer. <laughs> I... I also really want it to be Airbud, but I know it's not. I'm going to go with Magic. Points to Mike. Uh, the parrot's name was, in fact, Magic. And again, I have no idea if this is a real parrot. I didn't, like, look up news stories. This is, this is just, I'm just telling you what I read on <laughs> funlockpickingfacts.com. Fair enough. But I, I like to hope, I like to think that Magic is still, like, flying around the English countryside, like, committing crimes <laughs> or or something of that nature i also ironically really, magic assumed would have been the name polly later as a, one of a series of pseudonyms mm, mm. Mm, there we go there we go signing into hotels with uh, <laughs> magic the crime documents. bird <laughs> <laughs> nothing in the rules it says birds can't commit crime <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tom, why don't you go ahead and follow crime animals? 
All right. <clears throat> so, uh, mine isn't so much security and theater as it is security and showbiz. During nice. World War II, the U.S. government hired some talent from Hollywood in order to do what? Was it, did they hire dialect coaches in order to help people recognize the intonations of Germans who had learned to speak English and so recognize spies? Was it makeup artists to do something super, super racist during training for the Pacific Theater? Or was it to create a fake neighborhood to shield their factories making war material? Oh, it's definitely all of the above. <laughs> Never bet against super racist. That's mm. Mm. <laughs> the worst superhero. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's about yeah. the size of it. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going Every to time be. you underestimate super racist. <laughs> that's a, that's a superpower. <laughs> Make people underestimate him. Mm-hmm. All right. Did we His all disguise answer? is called racially charged. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have unity in super racism? I still say all of the above. I'm all actually right. going with the uh, the fake village thing because that sounds super cool. Super cool and super correct. That is exactly. <laughs> so so my my research assistant is bored panda from mm. the internet. Uh, but mm. these were some really interesting Seattle Times photos that got dug up from the archives. Uh, and uh, yeah, there was a, uh, a plant that was making 300 warplanes a month. And on top of it, it had trees made of chicken wire that were shorter than a person and similarly heightened houses on the roof. Uh, there were fake cars paked on fake streets the streets lined up with the streets in the surrounding real neighborhoods, and actors were hired to hang out and move about the neighborhood from time to time, all to disguise the uh, war machine going on underneath. Wow. And there is a really nice, uh, nice photograph where you can see that there is a woman standing at the corner of Synthetic Street and Burlap Boulevard. Dope. Mm. Wow. All right. Well, speaking of uh, building... Uh, simulated environments uh, on top of war machines. Uh, my questions uh, for our episode on security and theater uh, concern one of the first and most dramatic experiments in uh, immersive theater uh, in the world dating back to 1955. Uh, I refer, of course, to Disneyland. Oh. <laughs> uh, Disneyland's uh, sequel, Disney World, uh, was built about 20 years later, opened in uh, 1971, I believe it was. And it was famous for the Utilidors, the fact that the park itself was built on the second level of a massive building, the first level of which was quote-unquote underground. Mm -hmm. And uh, Walt Disney himself, before, uh, and he passed before uh, Disney World opened, but he coined the term Utilidors, utility corridors. Uh, thanks, Walt, another brilliant creation. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the many things the Utilidors do is that there is a network of vacuum tunnels that suck away trash and take it to a central dump location. My question is, 
where is the Disney World, the Magic Kingdom dump at Disney World? Is it? Oh man! Is it behind Splash Mountain? Mm. Is it behind It's a Small World? Is it under It's a Small World? Or is it under the Matterhorn? Oh. I know a lot of really stupid Disney World trivia, but this is not part of it. <sighs> yes, Kristen. My Disney World trivia is helping me by 25%, but it's not helping me by <laughs> 75%. How, how is your uh, Disney World trivia expertise, Kristen? Uh, very zero. Like, I don't even know if those are all Disney World rides or <laughs> some of them are only at Disneyland because I know that they're actually, like, very different in the way that they're run and managed. Like, they're both... Oh, yeah. They're both, uh, you know, Disney-branded stuff everywhere, but they're not... Yeah. And I have never been to either uh, theme park. I have, however, been to the Orlando airport, which is basically Disney World. <laughs> like, every third store there is a freaking Disney something. Yeah, it's that's... amazing. <laughs> yeah, my dad got me with that one. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I didn't know again, until I was 27. <laughs> that's right. I'm going... I'm going with underneath Small World. Did you guys just see that it uh, the captioning censored Tom? <laughs> it also, was f a bunch of asterisk. <laughs> there you go. You're making the computer mad. Uh. I'll take it up with my dad, computer. <laughs> How many times have I said that? Brendan, have you got a guess? Uh. My guess is there are actually eight different dumps, um, and they're mm. all, uh, each one holds a piece of his, um, you know, <laughs> cryogenically frozen body. Uh, it's like, you know, like a, like a phylactery for <laughs> an undead king. You have to separate the pieces so they can be someday reunited. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Mm. That makes sense. Kristen? I'm going to say uh, that... The what are they called again? The 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 dumpy doors. The utilidors. The utilidors. I want to say that they just sort of like uh, empty into like the Everglades, and it's been a major problem um, for <laughs> for like Florida's um, environmental bureau, and and uh, which turns out is just like three guys and some folding <laughs> chairs, and uh, and and. <laughs> The Disney Corporation for like some time. It's been an ongoing legal battle. Gators wearing ears. Mm-hmm. Well, the garbage being pumped directly into a swamp would actually be an improvement on most parts of Florida, I think. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it was mostly made of like popcorn cartons and. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, the answer is A, it's in a nondescript building behind Splash Mountain. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, See, uh, I didn't think that. I didn't think Disney World had Splash Mountain. I knew it doesn't have a Matterhorn. Yeah, it doesn't have Matterhorn. Actually, know about Splash yeah, Mountain. I knew that much. I thought that was. The, I thought that we had the same twenty-five percent. Yeah. <laughs> also, uh, Utilidor. I thought that was just a more useful Matador. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
got a really Matador bullshit. with a day job. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super into like happiness philosophy and not very well thought out. It's just like <laughs> Disney World Spanish dialect for handyman. Mm. <laughs> All right. See. Uh, Brandon, have you got another? Uh, well, ironically, this is, there's a connection here. Um, I have some questions about insecure. Well, I have a question about insecurity and theater. Specifically, uh, the insecurity of King Ludwig II of Bavaria, um, mm. whose Neuschwanstein Castle was, of course, the inspiration for Sleeping Beauty Castle, which is the centerpiece of Disneyland. Um, Ludwig was obsessed with Wagner. He spent tremendous, tremendous amounts of money trying to replicate um, scenes and monuments to Wagner's work. Wagner's career probably would have just vanished if it had not been for his royal patronage. Um, the, the, the only, uh, the, the thing that is maybe most complex as a tribute to Wagner is the Venus Grotto at Linderhof Palace, um, which is an artificial grotto. It's an artificial stalactite cave that Ludwig had commissioned and built um, because he liked the Blue Grotto, he thought it was cool, and he wanted one. <laughs> um, he built it underneath this palace, and because um, there, he wanted to have uh, Wagner's operas performed there, he wanted to be rowed out on a swan boat in this artificial cave. Uh, see, he saw himself as the Moon King. I could go on about this forever. Ludwig is fascinating. <laughs> Kat is the one who introduced me to his many I... eccentricities. I don't like this guy. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna put that on the table. I feel like this isn't gonna end well. I love him. I <laughs> I've never heard of him before, but I just don't trust him. Uh, because he didn't. Because he was obsessed with Wagner. Yep. There you go. Off That's in a fair. red flag. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is quite yeah. a ways before Wagner became representative of certain elements of uh, German culture mm. or politics. Um, this Still, is if, that, if he had that like on his Tinder profile, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I may have oh. another question about that. Um, Linderhoff <laughs> was. Uh, uh, Sorry, Tom, Tom too has Tom's joined us again. Oh no! <laughs> we summoned him. <laughs> Neither one of the Toms is talking. Maybe they're having a standoff. Wait, wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Did the wrong Tom come back? Do you want the other guy? Is that what's happening? <laughs> I walk in. You're like, oh, shit. No offense. He's here. It's like, it's like wearing the same dress as someone else to prom, except it's all mm. of you. <laughs> someone wore the same you to think again, my friend. My question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is that uh, Linderhoff was... Built between 1863 and 1886. Millions and millions of Deutschmarks were spent constructing it. Uh, Wagner's operas, I don't think, were ever actually performed in the grotto, but he did get rowed around there in a swan-shaped boat, uh, Ludwig did. How was this artificial cave lit? I want to say that in the 1860s to 1880s, they probably hadn't discovered, like, glow-in-the-dark paint quite yet. I believe the patent was not yet established. Yeah. But it's still my guess. It's okay. glow-in-the-dark paint. Yeah, I was going to say it was full of radium. Mm. But... Well, that would have been good. But I don't think it's true. 
<laughs> I think that it was lit by the light of hundreds of thousands of additional Deutschmarks just set on fire. It's a good guess. He, he did effectively set on fire a lot of Deutschmarks. It seems his consistent. <laughs> yeah. Kristen, do you have a guess? Uh, I'm going to go with like LED string lights, like the kind you get at Target. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about the king here. Mm-hmm. That's true. It seems like something you would do. Kristen's answer <laughs> is the closest. <laughs> I'm serious. They had the dynamo was a thing uh, in the 1860s. It was a primitive generator, and uh, he really wanted a blue grotto, which is lit by refraction, the real one, um, through the water. Like so, even though it's entirely enclosed, uh, there it's like refraction through the water from the sun outside that illuminates it inside with blue. They couldn't do that here because it was a fake cave. Uh, so they installed 24 different dynamos around the side of it and used electric light. And they could, it was called a rainbow generator, and they could change the color of the light, um, which is pretty nuts for the mid-19th century. Yeah. I will have uh, more questions about Ludwig as soon as I um, hastily write them, if somebody else wants to go. <laughs> All right. Yes. Um yeah. No, it's Christmas. I do have, yeah. Yeah, I do have one more question. Um, so, uh, earlier this year, um, around late March, um, mid to late March, when lots of places were starting to shut close all public facilities, um, there was a meme going around in social media claiming that Shakespeare wrote King Lear while in quarantine. Mm. And my question to all of you is, is this true? Did he, in fact, write King Lear while quarantining, presumably from the bubonic plague? Hmm. My answer is yes, but not on purpose. (laughs) Like, he was just holed up and later found, he was like, oh, there was was another plague. Oh, man. Mm. I'm glad I missed that one. Hmm. I say no. I think that Shakespeare spent his quarantine writing letters trying to distract Newton from writing calculus. I I think he did that during a plague. That's right. Yeah. I've read that Neil Stevenson book, yeah. Math, not even once. Um, Yeah, I'm going to say no. Um... Yeah, I I don't I don't think there was was how much was there like any kind of organized quarantining of of uh, the plague? Um I mean, the official answer is we don't really know, but it's not impossible. Okay. Um so we know that the play was acted. This is all from a March 22nd article in the Guardian. Um we know the play was acted uh, in front of King James I on Boxing Day in 1606, which is the first performance on record. And it's a decent bet that it was scripted that year, the year before. Um, and there was a major plague event in London in the summer of 1606, which led the Globe and all under other London theaters to 
be closed. Um, and it turns out uh, that between 1603 and 1613, uh, which is kind of the peak of Shakespeare's uh, career, uh, especially in the, the theatrical part of his career, uh, the Globe and under other London playhouses were shut for an astonishing total of 78 months. So more than wow. 60% of that period. Um, wow. Yeah. I am, in just, fact, astonished by that total. Yeah. Yeah, that's like that's like half your your possible earning, more than half your possible yeah. sort of earning potential as a playwright is good. No, tough shit, dude. Right. Write some sonnets or something. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So and and it kind of my sense is kind of that you know there wasn't like organized like all the businesses have to close because everybody should stay home um, the way that we have had, but maybe more of a um we should we should just close because because uh because we're unhappy are dying <laughs> like um nobody showed up to work because everybody's dying yeah mm. yeah um yeah because the the word quarantine refers to um when ships would pull into a new port and somebody was sick on board they would stay in port for 40 days to let whatever illness was happening pass. Oh. Yeah. And yeah, and that's why the quarantine refers to like the 40-day period, I believe. So Interesting. 40 yeah. days and 40 nights? Yeah. Yeah, also Lent. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> what are you giving up for Lent? Outside. <laughs> <laughs> so many of us fucking did, too. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to see if the thing would censor me. It did. It's a confirmation. We're also. I feel like I'm. I'm watching these. Uh, the these uh, captions and l- trying to get their feel so that. And we talked about this earlier. Brendan had the idea of just muting all sound and trying to do an episode just by reading each other's captions. Which I feel like maybe one or two episodes from now. I want to spend a little longer getting the feel. Yeah. It's like it's like running yourself through Google Translate a couple times, you know. <laughs> it's it's bad. it's not bad. It's really not. Yeah, except for my name, which has an e in it. Google, you can see my name. I'm logged in as Brendan. <laughs> hey. Hey. I got it. So really the problem is that you guys can't pronounce my name right. Okay. Uh Tom, would you like to ask yes. another question? I would. Let me formulate it. It's coming to me. <laughs> ah, yes. So uh, my my other question on security and theater is more about personal security and theater. And then just a little bit of trivia that comes along with it. Um, do, do y'all remember that there was a time when Spider-Man went to Broadway? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark. Uh-huh. Being a mm. terrifyingly dangerous musical that eventually closed because, in part, well, people weren't showing up as much, but also they couldn't afford the insurance mm. because they were throwing actors through the air and it, it was a whole situation. Circuses do that a lot, you know? I know. Like, you would I know. think it would be a solved problem for the live theater. <laughs> this is a 
an extremely good point, and I don't understand the details of what kept them from doing it safely. Um, I actually, while researching my question, remembered this, and I did not know who wrote the music and lyrics to this thing. Do you? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. You do? This was just known. <laughs> I'm afraid so. I don't really have a question other than that one. I just got, uh, I just learned a lot about the plot of Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark for my question. It was a man by the name of Paul Hewson. Wait, what? Well, that's his birth name. Ah, yeah. all right, all right. Better known as Bono. <laughs> that's the guy. That's the guy. Weren't there, were other members of U2 involved or is it all him? Uh, the Edge also participated in writing the music. <laughs> okay. The Edge has no birth name. <laughs> no. Yeah. He emerged as the he, edge. Yeah, he emerged from the uh the Irish Sea. From the edge of it. From the edge of it. Yes. And they were just like, that's it, man. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Turn Off the Dark was um I remember I think I was uh no, I I was I had to have been out of college when it when it opened up. Um and thus paying less attention to Broadway theater because there were not always copies of the New York Times lying around. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I keep hoping that uh, Sony Pictures, which, of course, uh, troublesomely for the uh, Marvel Disney intellectual property empire, uh, has the rights to make Spider-Man movies. I keep hoping they will make a turn off the dark movie just to troll Disney. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, that's asking for a, a man who killed, um, what's the name of that? Liberty Valance? No. <laughs> Avocado toast? Man, my brain is completely blank. It's just full of Ludwig facts right now. All right, let's The man who killed Don Quixote. The man who killed Don Quixote. All right. Uh, the Terry Gilliam famously troubled, uh, cursed production. Anyway, I, I would guess that if you try to make a... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's cursed. That's a curse. <laughs> right there um okay so a little big question about theatrics and insecurity uh is how many mistresses did ludwig ii have he was the to be clear the king of bavaria also known as the fairy tale king or the swan king who held the titles count palatine of the rhine duke of bavaria duke of franconia and duke of swabia <laughs> he uh was king of bavaria he was born in 18 18- 48, I think. Um, I'm sorry, but the captions have rendered the Swan King as this one king. <laughs> he was probably known as that too, <laughs> and still is. Uh, he reigned from 1864 to 1886. Uh, yeah, so I'll give you, if you want, I'll give you categories, but just just guess. Hmm. Let's see, there was Count Palpatine, Duke of the Rhine. <laughs> I'm going to say zero. Bonus question, how many times was he married? Yeah. Also going to say zero? All right, I figure he's a king, like, super, you know, people like that. Uh, So I think he had just an outrageously huge number of mistresses, like four. (laughs) Tom, you guessed way too high. (laughs) He was married zero times and had zero known mistresses. Um, 
Oh. He had was a very long time engaged to his cousin, of course, <laughs> uh, Duchess Sophie Charlotte in Bavaria. Their engagement was announced on 1867. A few days earlier, Ludwig had written, the main substance of our relationship has always been Richard Wagner. <laughs> mm. uh, they, they, they repeatedly postponed their wedding and finally canceled. Um, he wrote a sad note to her where he gave them pseudonyms from Wagner about how they were being torn apart. He's all about his shows. Yeah. Um, I can actually bring this all the way back to Tom's question. Uh as you might have put together by now, uh, it is known from Ludwig's diary and his private letters that he had strong homosexual desires, which of course was a scandal that the, uh, the country could not bear in the mid-19th century uh, in a strongly Catholic country. Um, but his originally diaries were lost. When? World War II. Mike's got it. Oh, Sorry. Opening that weekend was also going to be my answer. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really cursed production. <laughs> I, I have uh, one final question about security and theater uh, at Disneyland, uh, which is simply, uh, some of us may be aware that uh, employees at, uh, at the Disney parks are known as cast members. Uh, mm -hmm. as, as are employees at Disney stores, I believe. Um, but, uh, and, and we may know some about, you know, all of the uh, semi-clandestine things that they have to do to manage the park. Um, one of which is, of course, the code that they have to use on, uh, on the security headsets uh, when somebody throws up somewhere. And uh, this is kind of a pre-question, oh. does anybody know the code? Because it changed. Not anymore, no. Yeah, it used to be a protein spill, they would refer to it as. <laughs> now it's simply known as a code V. Ooh, uh, I like it. Which leads to my real question. Uh, there are other codes uh, for, for bodily incidents, if uh, they happen at Disneyland, as, as they do, <laughs> uh, including a code P. <laughs> What's that stand for? <laughs> So, um, but interestingly, the code for defecation incidents is code poo, as in the character. That's your hint. What is the code for the defecator in question? Hold on, hold on. Did they say, uh, I'm sorry, cast member, you need to report to Splash Mountain. We have a code poo, as in the character. They, they don't. I think they just say to code communicate. Mm. Uh, okay. Um, but what is the code name? for the, the person who did the pooping. I'll, uh, I'll take this one. Uh, that would be a, that would be the Christopher drop it. <laughs> Any other guesses? Uh, I was working on something, but I, I think, I think Tom's just got this one. <laughs> I, I, I'm giving all my points to Tom. Okay. <laughs> Well, I don't care what the real answer more is. More the fool you, because Dom is wrong. The answer is Piglet. Mm. Wow. Yeah. We've got a code. Really poo. kick them while they're down. Piglet is on the loose. <laughs> it's usually children who do this. It's usually small children. Usually. Mm. Um, do we have any closing remarks? 
Just imagine. I'm sorry. Uh, we got a code Pooh. That's Pooh is in the character. And uh, look, it's a big piglet. This is a six foot four piglet. <laughs> he is on the loose. <laughs> Inform Tigger immediately. It's a blustery day, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, Kristen, do we have uh, the scores tabulated? If you want to take a minute, uh, that's fine. I don't. I didn't write down anything. Okay. Any numbers. We're all winners? Yes. When you do crimes, you have At to write it down. At least 60% of the time. Times. <laughs> <laughs> An imaginary number of times. That's... <laughs> Uh, well, you've been listening to Think Again, my friend. That's William All listening right. to Think Again, my friend. <laughs> uh, oh, you can spell William. I see how it is, Google. Are you can spell uh, William? I'm just going to read the captions out loud. That's. <laughs> yeah, this is a good bit for the outgoing theme music. Yes. Thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for doing a show. Thanks, team. Thanks for being a Mike, have you played Castles of Mad King Ludwig, the game? Uh, I haven't. It's really good. Okay. It's a classic. Yeah. I know it's got... A lot of Wagner. It's got shapes. <laughs> it does have shapes. And very little Wagner, although there is a grotto. Oh. I can't... I want a grotto. Why don't we all build caves in our basements? That's not, I can't answer Yeah, that well, question. I mean, also, it doesn't really need an answer. <laughs> I mean, I know my answer. The answers are, are as individual as we are. I would love a grotto and a swan boat. Those LED strips are a lot cheaper than they were in 1864. Yeah. Kristen, what would you build in your basement? Um, probably a, a heavily illuminated cave with, with string lights from Target. Yeah. See? It makes sense. Yeah. It's a great place to quarantine. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. Tom is just motionless, trying to invite his ghost again. Which Tom is it, yeah. though? The coolest one. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Good news. <laughs>